You're listening to The Served Up Show, a podcast that features inspiring beverage professionals and topic experts that share their passions through meaningful content. Your hostesses, Bridget Albert, is best known as the Market Fresh Mixologist, an industry mentor with over 25 years of experience. And I'm Julie Milroy, best known for my passion for leading change and helping others grow in their careers. Grab a cocktail and sit back. Let's learn how we can make a positive impact in our industry. Hey, y'all, it's Bridget here. I caught up with Lynette Marrero, co-founder of Speedrack, masterclass host, and award-winning bartender, liquid creative director of Aplos, partner and chief mixologist of Delola, a line of ready-to-enjoy, world-class crafted spritzers she created in partnership with Jennifer Lopez. Lynette shares the story of Delola and what's it like to create a refreshing ready-to-serve. As we're getting closer to Tales of the Cocktail, she also shares insights on the Speed Rack National Finals that will be held in New Orleans during Tales of the Cocktail. So grab yourself your favorite flavor of Delola, and enjoy this really fun show. Lynette, welcome back to Served Up. I'm so excited that you came back on the show. I love it. I'm so excited to be here, uh, you know, catching up with you in the dog days of beginning of summer. (laughs) Yes, yes. Well, I know you've been doing so much and just traveling a lot with your new product that's out there, you know, your collab that you did with JLo, Lola, <laughs> and want to hear all about that. But, you know, let's kind of start from the beginning. Um, can you give us an overview of Delola and really what inspired you to create this new product? Absolutely. I mean, so, you know, kind of how we met through cocktails is pretty much where it all starts. Um, you know, during the pandemic, um, I had a really great opportunity um, because I Uh, did the first masterclass.com masterclass for cocktails uh, with my good friend, Ryan Chetty from London. And that just kind of opened me up to a whole bunch of new consumers. Um, And I think for us, it's kind of that like a little bit of that break. I think all of us have been looking for where the cocktail folks are finally like let out into the wild and people were realizing that they could make drinks, you know, and, and wanted to get on that side. So I think during that period of time was a a lot of um, opportunity. I think what we saw was this RTD trend, mostly because bars were batching drinks and people realized they really missed quality cocktails at home. So I, you know, came a huge lifeline to a lot of my friends and their bars to be able to batch up their cocktails and sell them online. I know, I know Chicago where you're based had a, had a big issue with that. um, And it was different all over the place, but that did inspire uh, some, you know, great growth in this category of people realizing that there is a market for people to want to have delicious craft beverages in bottles. So, you know, our good friend, Charles Jolie, who has Craft House, you know, I think he was really early on of doing really, uh, really great traditional cocktails and bottles. And then you saw some like, you know, our seltzers and sodas and things that are more, uh, I call those craft cocktail adjacent <laughs> products out there. But we had that growth in the category. So kind of fast forward to, you know, I'm still working on premise. I'm still helping bar programs um, and, you know, doing the masterclass. And I, in 2021, 
um, was voted the uh, bartender's bartender for world's the best. And that was kind of a big moment just to kind of realize that the advocacy and things I was doing were resonating on a much bigger scale. And that's where Jennifer and team found me. So <laughs> I had been working with uh, Ken Austin and Jenna Fagnan actually Throughout the pandemic, I, I picked up uh, some some work for them. They needed someone who was good on camera to, you know, do some Terramana appearances through the computer or live in studio. So I was doing some of those for them, uh, getting out there on news shows and outlets. So I think that just kind of showcased a bit of, you know, kind of all the things you need for starting a brand, right? You have to be your brand ambassador who can talk to the product and present in many different scenarios. You just never know what's going to happen. I know you've done it in the past, so it's a very different skill set from bartenders, but I think we all translate it, right? So selling a drink to a guest uh, at your bar, but it's at a bigger scale. So uh, Jennifer and team uh, reached out to me around October-ish uh, 2021 and said that, you know, they wanted to do something very disruptive in this space and do large format craft ready to enjoy cocktails um, that we would have in 750 mLs in glass and 375s and that we would launch this product. And, and the idea was that, uh, you know, Jennifer, you know, loves summering in Italy and Capri. Um, and she wanted to have those kind of beverages that she enjoys there. Um, beautiful Italian soda inspired that lead to the spritz life. And, and they came to me to, to say, what, what does that mean to you? How do you feel, you know, where does that come from? What, how do you translate that? So, you know, I worked with some kind of like everyone's greatest dealer's choice, you know, this is the greatest dealer's choice. What do you like? What you don't like? Did some research, asked some questions, and then um, started working on you know some iterations of what is now Delolas. You know, we like everything. You start with five. We curated the three best um, to where we thought they were going to resonate best. What flavors were working? Um, you know, and I worked with Jennifer to just kind of tweak and touch and and build those drinks. So it was quite an exciting place to go. But I think everything I've done in my past led up to this moment, right? To be able to articulate what kind of flavors, what levers to pull. Um, when you're, when you're doing that. And I think all of us know when you're then all this is is large scale batching at the end of the day, we've all done it when we've had to do a keg or do some, a party. You're like, wait a minute, it's not exactly that half ounce. You have to multiply in a different way. Um, so I think all of that came together to launch Delola into the world. So, I mean, that's the biggest batch math ever. <laughs> <laughs> that is. And carbonation. It's a whole nother batch math. Oh my God. Um, you know, some of our listeners might be new to the industry or not even in the industry, right? So can you explain the difference between an RTD and an RTS? Yeah. So ready to enjoy uh, or, or ready to serve. Um, typically what we're asking is that you open that bottle and you're pouring it over ice and garnishing. Um, you know, the RTDs are meant, are usually smaller. They're in a can. They're predominantly meant to open up and just drink it from that format. Um, we really felt that the experience of the RTS or the RTE, as we like to say, is about that elevated experience, right? You want to have it and, and enjoy it in the setting and, and put a pretty garnish. So it, it really is an elevated occasion. And I think that's what kind of makes it different, right? A cocktail, a drink is a drink, but a cocktail is something else. Cocktail has a little garnish and you're putting a little effort in. So we want to minimize the steps that you have to take uh, to have something beautiful. So they're brightly colored, they're fully flavored. Um, so, you know, if you don't have the garnish at home, they're still delicious, but we still love say, hey, just if you have it, pour it over ice and enjoy it. And, you know, in a nice glass, even if you just want to feel fancy. 
<laughs> I've tried all three and I really enjoy them all. You know, they've actually become quite a staple here at home. You know, on the weekends, I always say like, I don't enjoy making cocktails all the time for family and right. friends every single Saturday and Sunday, you know, if that's what they'd like. And so having Delola here has really um, been just a joy for the summer because everybody has something to pick from, right? right. If you love tequila, if you like vodka, you know, depending exactly. on where your palate wants to take you, there's something there. So with that said, um, can you really, can you tell us what sets Delola apart from some of the other similar products that are on the market? I mean, I think we kind of strongly came into your point with three different viewpoints, right? So, you know, I don't get offended if someone's like, oh, I don't know, Billaberry is not my thing. Or, yeah, I know I really gravitate towards Lorange because they're actually meant to have different occasions. So everyone's palate's going to be different. I think what I wanted it's like any cocktail menu, right? So what I wanted to make sure that we put out was three distinct styles. I think what's also interesting is that they're they're pretty, you know, other than the Paloma Rosa, which is based obviously on the classic Paloma, Larange and Bella Berry um, are very unique takes on different styles of drinks. So I think Bella Berry actually you really wouldn't say it necessarily a classic drink that it follows. It follows quite like it's kind of a mash of several different styles of cocktails that I've used over the past in, in restaurant bars. Cause I do feel like it's more food friendly in that way. And then Larange is a, a completely different take on a traditional Italian spritz, but bringing in Amaro classically, obviously some hint, nip, notes of bitterness, but we went really bright with the orange and passion fruit. So I think, I think we really went with bold flavors, um, that an idea of something that like, they're a little more culinary. And in, in when you look at the ingredients as well. So and that's great. You know, Jennifer loves to cook when she has time. I love to cook. And I think, you know, I've, you know, it's the, the idea when you read different herbs and different spices and things, how those can really transform a simple cocktail. So I think we really went further into that realm, which I appreciate. Yeah, I appreciate that as well. And it does translate right into that glass bottle for sure. Cause they're not basic. They're not just so simple, you know, right. they have a, just a very slight edge, but just enough to make them refreshing and to where you actually want to keep going back, which I right. think is important <laughs> with any cocktail that you design exactly. and develop, right? Just so 100%. Cool. And I think learning in restaurant bars was a huge journey, like spending, you know, obviously I started in classic cocktail bars, but I spent the bulk of my time in restaurant bars where you're just constantly seeing what the kitchen's bringing in. What's like, it just, you have more of awareness of what's fresh. When I was in cocktail bars, we didn't quite follow the seasonal um, chart as much as you do in a restaurant where, you know, every there, you know, they kind of go through all the seasons, right? There's half seasons mm -hmm. in between where you're like, okay, I can't get this herb anymore fresh. Now we're going dried. So it, it taught me a lot about flavor building. Um, and I really wanted to bring that, you know, I bring that to all the cocktails I like to make, but I really was excited to bring that to something that is readily available. Um, I always say that Delola was created for someone like my, my sister Antoinette, because she's a, she's the one who's like, you know, wants to have a drink when she comes home from work, but she's sitting with her dog, Abby, taking her feet up. And I, she's asked me before I've given her bottles, be like, Hey, I have this extra bottle. Do you want it? And then she'd be like, Hey, what's that one thing I can buy to put it with? And I'd be like, well, there's not really one thing for you to put right. with. Here's a couple of things. She's like, no, no, no. Am I going to have to do something that sounds like way too much work? <laughs> <laughs> But that's a fair Are we related? Our family members are an awful lot of like. It's very possible. Exist. Jeez, <laughs> Louise. 
Can you share some success stories or like example of how Delola has really uh, positively impacted your life? Well, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's incredible. I mean, it's given me so much um, opportunity to really, you know, spend time and energy and effort into growing a business and learning that skill set. I think, you know, as, as bartenders and, and hospitality workers, I think we're always kind of looking for that next step. And I think everyone traditionally, you know, if you don't get into full-time brand work or, you know, working with distributors or other places, you then you're tasked on the only other thing, other pathways, owning your own bar. And there's so many other pathways and to business ownership, you know? So I felt, you know, that this is, you know, having this opportunity and being able to, to craft this product and become a partner, um, as well as a chief mixologist was giving me an opportunity to really participate in a business sense, um, and grow with the company and learn what it means to, you know, do a startup. This is a startup, you know, and we've all done it like speed rack definitely is a startup. And mm-hmm. I mean, I've been growing that baby for years, but it's, it's really great to see, you know, I would have never learned all the things about, you know, product packaging, you know, everyone learned about timelines for all these different things, you know, getting bottles and, and, you know, you think it's even just going to the point of translating the, the cocktails into their format now and having to taste through so many different, you know, um, versions and different ingredients. Cause we wanted to make sure we had only the best, um, you know, natural ingredients to put into it. So that can vary wildly um, out in the market. So you have to do so much work. And um, it's been really exciting to to learn that. And then obviously learn marketing from people like Jenna Fagnan, who's, you know, a brilliant mind, uh, you know, and just having women in, in these higher places in the spirits industry to be able to teach me some of their tips and tricks is really valuable. And then obviously Jennifer, the, the mega, <laughs> the mega businesswoman who, you know, I've looked up to uh, my whole life, you know, being Puerto Rican as well. And we're both New Rican and, and just seeing how she's really, uh, you know, used her platform for to really do some wonderful things um, for, you know, setting up some different financial funds that were that are helping women own businesses and and just seeing how how those things can be organized. So that's been huge for me. So, you know, now I can take all the consulting projects I want to take to do beverage programs are things that I, I take because I want to be involved with them and because I love really doing that. But I, you know, I'm being able to fully participate in this business and that's pretty exciting. It's amazing. It's incredible, you know? And I think what you just said right there to Lynette, you know, representation matters, right? Right, right? The folks that we look up to and hope to become like someday, or at least hoping that they carve some sort of a path out for us. It was, I think that you just said something that just really, really, so it will stand out to a lot of listeners. It's just amazing. Yeah. And it's hard to learn everything. You know, we, I think oftentimes we joke in this industry, we're like, where's the the business for bartenders class? It would be, <laughs> there is where is it? I don't know. <laughs> we need it. Cause it's, you know, there's so many moments of business opportunities that come at us all the times. And it, and it's really important when you're looking at opportunities presented to you to make sure that um you're you are well represented and that you know you're you're being taken care of for what you bring to the table. And I think and mm. I feel very appreciated in that way because that's it's hard, right? Sometimes we're like, well I'm a bartender. I'll I just have to take this or, you know, this is an opportunity being presented. Nothing else will come, but you know what? They do. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes a no it to in one place means a huge yes in another place. So I'm a proof that that, that actually happens. Well, I think that it's just a testament to your spirit as well. Cause I know girl, you don't quit. <laughs> You're always out there doing something, you know, with that, can you, can you share maybe some of the challenges that you did face during the, the development 
of the brand and really, you know, how did you overcome that? Yeah. I mean, other than like the logistics, which everyone was facing, um, you know, at certain points, you know, during, during the development of this process, you know, it was impossible for us to get into a room together. So we're sending samples, you know, uh, you know, Delta was right there at the, it's like right in the middle. And then there was a lot of on, you know, once we, uh, you know, did worked with our, our team that was going to be working with us on distribution, then there's a whole nother group of people who you're talking to. And so it was interesting to learn, you know, then they're tasting the product. And then we had to, you know, communicate on how we scale up and their, their team was fantastic about that. But I learned all of that. Right. It's like, to me, I'm like, okay, great. You just have a product. I gave a recipe. Now we figured out. And then it's like, no, you know, flying flying weekly to our co-packer to, um, you know, to make sure that tasting, 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 right? Like we all know that anyone who's done spirits tasting out there or you've done your own batches. Again, if you're batching, you have to constantly taste the batches because things can just, you know, marry differently when you're building them. So there was a lot of, you know, checking in, especially as we were ramping up product to launch as it was a lot to have to bottle and go. So I was flying in and tasting and using, using that palette that I have to, to be like, okay, here we go. Bella Berry's coming out. Does, is it consistent? Is it taste like the one we had? And then doing all that. And it's really great to see like, you know, that quality check is so important to us um, to make sure that we're constantly checking in to make sure that, that, you know, cause it is, it's a living product at the end of the day. It's not, you know, we just have it and we put it in every, every time it gets refilled. It's, it's, it's a whole nother, it's like, when your barbex and your bar team batch the batches, you're like, did you taste it? Because someone might have, you know, like missed it one day or just not paid attention or didn't put do the order or operations the right way. And then it's like, oh, it's slightly this or slightly that. So the batch itself, you know, when we talk about batching cocktails, you're putting it maybe in a keg, like you said, sometimes they mean just in a pitcher. Can you talk about versus the size that you are doing, which is monstrous and getting that <laughs> right is unimaginable. I mean, my God. Yeah. I mean, as bartenders, we're always taught when, you know, there's so many different schools as we've all learned. I mean, we're all about to head to tales of the cocktail in a few weeks. Um, and it's like, do you put the bitters in or do you not put the bitters in is the question, right? How long is that batch going to sit in, you know, in five gallon buckets before it gets to the event where everyone's shaking, shaking, shaking Um, you know, so you're every time you increase volume, you're thinking about how long something can, is going to stay, how long it will mix together. Um, you know, when you're thinking of for us for carbonation, how long is going to carbonate for uh, to reach that peak? So then we can bottle. So there were so many different um, things to to think about um, that make it even harder. A spritz, a spritz in a beautiful glass bottle is also harder, about, but we didn't want to compromise on that. So I think, you know, learning so much about about that was pretty great. And then you know, it's just paying attention to, like I said, to, you know, you're increasing, you know, these tanks are pretty big, not as big as maybe some industrial tanks, but they're pretty big. And you're, so you're just constantly dealing with like, you know, and they're, like I said, these aren't simple recipes. My recipes are not, you know, they're not three ingredient drinks. They definitely are more detailed when you really get into the nuance of what's going on here. So every time there's a, another ingredient, there's more room for error, but i um, really excited because the team really did an excellent job and and we are in a great groove and, and, you know, there was, they were really open to feedback on, on how we do it. Cause we were a very complex thing. So it's exciting to, to kind of work with people and they learn a little bit, we learn a little bit and we give back to each other. But, you know, when you're doing those, your large format cocktails, when you're batching um, things you have to also remember um, is like fresh juice, you know, is going to be complicated. So clarifying juice is, is a, is a helpful tool for uh, things like that. You know, I followed all of the, when, when I was on premise and doing 
you know, recipes on draft, you know, I was doing a lot of some things like the citrus stock and things like that, that could help add some natural um, sour to a drink, but give it longevity um, in the restaurant. So even though your kegs are constantly, you know, refrigerated, there's still it. You don't want to have that, A, the, the density of different ingredients. Like there's so many <laughs> things, you know, have them shake the kegs in the morning before like service starts. There's so much to it. Uh, so for anyone out there who, you know, sees a bar program where they have done all their batching and things like that, they're, they're still working really hard to make that happen. <laughs> Absolutely. That's why I wanted you to kind of lay it out there. Like you <laughs> see something show up in this beautiful bottle, but you have to understand right. that there's an art and science behind it, 100%. right? There's a lot of thoughtfulness that went behind that. Can you maybe share some advice that you would give to inspiring entrepreneurs that are perhaps thinking about creating their own innovative product, whether it be a brand or something, maybe even outside of our industry based on your experience? Yeah. I mean, I, because I've also uh, actually at this point, I also did a launched a non-alk um, brand uh, where I'm the flavorist and, and liquid creative director for Aplos. Um, I think with both experiences, what I learned is finding other people who share a vision, who are creative. Um, you know, my partners, David and Emily um, over uh, Aplos, you know, they both came from fashion world and, and PR and marketing. And they the way sometimes they describe flavor is very um, whimsical. and it's you know, so it's it's beautiful because I know that they're trying to create a moment and a time and a lifestyle. So that's pretty fun because it does give you this uh, artistic viewpoint. And it's not just, you know, and, and that's great because then my job is very clear to be like, all right, I'm going to translate that into liquid form. Um, So finding also partners that do the thing you don't do, you know, know, know what you bring to the table and be very confident in it. But find those people who complete the rest of the puzzle, right? That's what partnership is about. It's about being able to share ideas, fill in um, and support each other. Um, and I think that's always been the the people I've partnered with, whether it's someone I'm consulting with on a bar restaurant, you know, or starting events like Speed Rack or whatever, you know, every other, every partner I've had always has a different skill set than mine. So that way, when we get together, it's a power meets power. Um, and I think that's really important when you're out there. If you If you're two people who are dreamers and not action takers, you're going to have a really hard time getting something off the ground. <laughs> you can both be some partial dreamer, but you can't both be full dreamers. You have to, someone yeah. has to be practical. <laughs> you are, you are so right. You are absolutely right. I would love to shift the conversation because, you know, recently you were at the Tony Awards. Yes. <laughs> and I know I haven't seen you since then. And I know our listeners would love to hear about what that experience was like for you. OMG, let me just tell you, the Tony Awards is a dream come true. <laughs> I was so thrilled. Uh, it was really cool. Um, so we were at the Baccarat uh, private suite. So they have had a partnership. They're beautiful glassware. Um, I do some work with Sacapa Rum and they had been working with them. So we were doing, I designed cocktails to fit in their beautiful glassware. And I, I'm also a, a big glassware junkie. I unfortunately collect way too much as I'm also starting to rebuild my, my prop closet now. Um, but I love their glassware and was just so excited to work with something so delicate. And then you're coming up with whimsical and creative ideas, which that's always a challenge, right? Everyone wants something theatrical, especially for the Tony Awards, but you want to make sure it's practical because when we're talking about it, you know, the after party is going to have like yeah, at least 300 people, if not more. So building those drinks was great. The Tonys were um, it was actually a full weekend. So Saturday night, I got to uh, work with Coleman Domingo um, to celebrate all of the Black Tony nominees. And it was 
such a beautiful night of community to see, uh, you know, this group of folks just get together and celebrate each other. And, you know, it was just so beautiful. They were singing, as you would expect. There was beautiful speeches and spoken word. And then there was sitting down at a table and having food and drink together. And I think when we fulfill our hospitality cups, that's the thing that does it, right? It's not about the drink. It's not about the dish. It's about how all that comes together and the experiences and memories we can create. And every single person there was so wonderful. And they're like, thank you so much for the dreams you created. I'm like, are you kidding me? Thank you for everything you do for the arts. Um, and then Sunday was the big awards where we uh, did it for the first time up in Washington Heights at um, you know the brand new theater up there that's incredible. Um, and it's this beautiful old building um, that's just been sitting there. And I think, believe Lin-Manuel Miranda is a part of some sort of rebirth of this uh, venue. Um, so the Tony Awards are there and it was, you know, our own private space. And it, there is actually where I connected with some people who I haven't seen in years. So full disclosure, my background was in musical theater. So uh, <laughs> I, I was just going to ask you really quick, because I've heard you sing. So Lynette can sing, not sing. Did you sing at the Tonys behind the scenes? <laughs> I tried not to. I, did, okay. I tried not to. I was, I was being very well behaved. Uh, but um, I did run into some people. Actually, one of the women who I did shows with, um, she's now a producer. And so she, uh, it was so great to see her. She was a producer on Leopoldstadt. And you know, we just took a photo and we're like, oh my goodness, it's like almost 20 years later that we're seeing each other. It's like some like 18 or 19 years, but, you know, we've seen each other, you know, in passing over the years, but it was just reconnecting and seeing what she's doing. And she's, you know, become such an incredible woman doing great things for the arts. Um, you know, so it, it was just a really beautiful time to just see people and, and the bartenders who I brought up with me. So I made sure to recruit some young talent uh, to give them a moment. We're both really thrilled. Natasha Bermudez, who was, I think she's wonderful. I've worked with her for years. Uh, she's now running the llama programs that I, that I left and she's killing it. Uh, and Michael Redes, who's at Super Bueno. Um, he's incredible and joy and light. And I just knew that they were people who would come in and just rock it out and be super professional and also love the arts. <laughs> so it was, it was just great to have, um, to bring a, you know, a, to be able to bring a team and to your point, give them opportunities to be in those spaces. Um, so that well, was, was pretty great. No one more perfect to be there than you, for sure. <laughs> Just knowing your theater background. And I, and I heard you sing and I was like, oh my gosh, she must be just loving it there, girl. Just loving I know. it. I wish the legal team didn't kill all of my punny names, but they did. Oh, well, <laughs> Next, those will be unpublished uh -uh. somewhere else on my own time when it's not, <laughs> when legal teams are not involved. <laughs> legal is always like the party pooper. So, you know. I know. I'm like, it's okay. We can call it a shucked corn and oil. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like that's, that's not going to be a problem. Come on. Oh my gosh. Well, let's, let's talk about speed rack. Yeah. Because you have a very big event coming up in just a few weeks. I can't even believe it. I was asking you today, okay. like, when do the tickets go on sale? I've been stalking <laughs> the sites and I almost texted you, but I'm like, she's so busy. No. But, um, can we talk about that? Like, where is it going to be? What's happening and what's yes. next for Speed Rack? So Speed Rack is uh, going to be on Sunday, July 23rd. It is leading off the uh, week of festivities at Tales of the Cocktail, uh, where, you know, other than Volunteer Day, 
Um, we're like the middle event of the day before, you know, we all do our ode to bowl fun stuff. So it's, it, we did it last year for the first time. Um, and uh, we're really excited because it's just a nice tone to set up the, the event with a beautiful, you know, event that's about camaraderie. Um, last year, the event, because um, we kind of had a weird gap year due to the pandemic, we had some winners and then we need to fill out a team. So what we called it last year was Speed Rack Redemption. And so we opened it up to anybody who had ever done a speed rack, but didn't win the national title to apply. And we had people who had not done it since season one show up. And they, it was amazing. I was like, wow. And they would write down what it was that happened in their season where they didn't win. And it stuck with them why they wanted redemption. It was, you could just see them like, there was that. I asked for this one glass and I, you know, I should have just gotten it and I didn't and they didn't have it and they're like and it ate them away <laughs> for years <laughs> so then they did that and so this year luckily we were able to run um kind of a, a newer version of the season where we did a few less cities but we were able to bring we more competitors from other cities from other markets by doing our online wildcard application and that also bringing in some of the speed rack uh, national winners so last year we kind of uh, decided that we wanted to have coaches from the Speed Rack universe um, help the teams. Um, so we call them houses, kind of like your legendary in ballroom, right? So we have our house mother who is a Speed Rack champion, and she has her children who are the, the people that she is nurturing, her team. And it's really nice because they walk in as a full unit, and it, the whole idea is like everyone's going to have their skills, and you're kind of nurturing everybody's talent all at once. Um, and it worked through so well last year that we decided to begin this year. And you're just watching everyone train together, share their ideas, how they're doing their their drink cards. Um, you know, so for people out there, Speed Rec is a classic cocktail competition at its core, uh, but with speed and accuracy. So it's very fast. It's like roller derby meets cocktail bartending. So there's a lot of skill in, in how they, they think about their order of operations or how they're going to build their drinks. So I've seen everything from them writing note cards with how they're going to build a cocktail. It's like, here's my daiquiri. And, and it's like, it's like their round goes and they're like, okay, we're going to pick up my line first. And it goes here, here. And the kind of graphs that they've made and color coded, it's fascinating. It has gone beyond where I think Ivy and I ever imagined it could, but it's to see like how it's organized. You know, these women have adapted it into an organization system for their everyday bartending. That is just wild. And it's really beautiful to see. And what's next for Speedback? Next, uh, you know, we are going to head into season 12. Um, it was just announced on the, the pub publication alleys. Uh, we have a book coming out uh, next spring, um, which is going to feature, it's going to be, you know, we want it to be a cocktail book that has a lot of meaning and it's, and it's going to highlight a lot of the women that have been in Speed Rack over the years. Not everyone, because the book would be endless, um, but a lot of the women will be in there with recipes and we're really excited um, for everyone to kind of, you know, meet who they are and see how they build drinks and how they conceptualize what a, you know, a, what a cocktail can be and, and doing that kind of mo in the moment creation for people. Um, so we're really excited for that. That's going to, that's going to be a really good opportunity. And, and that'll be, a, you know, the tour will go around the tour, but that is, we're super excited for that to happen because it does give, you know, all of these uh, women a different platform from before. So it'll be many people who have, it's their first recipe in a cocktail book. And you know, I know that's something that doesn't always happen for everyone. I know I'm sure you're asked a lot, Bridget. I've been asked many, many times, and it's it's nice to have an opportunity to give give someone else an opportunity to put a rest. Hundred percent. 
Absolutely. And I think that's what we're here for, right? To mentor up the next generation of folks um, in hospitality. Yep. And that's, that's, we can keep doing it. That's, you know, like I said, even this year, there's so many first timers um, doing the comp. And I think that's, that's exciting. It's like, I cannot wait to see how, how they interpret it. Uh, We have uh, our most recent winner from Puerto Rico coming um, and, and competing. So that's really exciting uh, to see because they're, you know, such a motivated hospitality industry in Puerto Rico. And um, it's just great to see them. Actually, last year's winner, she applied and, and got a, a spot. Um, and so this uh, year, uh, Yancy will be joining us. So it's really cool to just to see that. And that's another just spread of cocktail culture across from different places, which is really, you know, great for the teams. Yeah. And if you haven't been to Speed Rack, folks, what are you doing? You need to, you need to go. You need to look at, look at the schedule. They don't like a good time. It's all, it's all, you know, whether I'm, you know, I've been lucky to judge it a few times, but I also just love attending it. Like, honestly, God, like being on that side of it too. It's so much fun to cheer on um, the talent and to just be part of that energy and part of the spirit. And so if you're at Tails, make sure you get a ticket, you know, don't. And soon. Silly. You need to be there. It is a popular ticket. And, and that's, what's the best thing last year, you know, it's sold out and Mm -hmm. folks were just really want to come in. So also know if it sells out and you're still haven't gotten your ticket out there, we are trying to do a one in one out policy. If it gets oversold and asking people to be like, are you leaving for the day? Okay, great. Three more spots open up and we're going to have a little bit of a party out front too. So, you know, we got, we got beverages and things for you. Um, but, it, and we'll, we'll share live streaming opportunities. If you aren't able to make it to tails as well, uh, we'll share where that's going to be streaming. So that way everyone has some access to just keep an eye on our IG, which is at speed underscore rack or our website. And we'll make sure that that's on there for you. Um, But yeah, it's going to be great. I mean, why not start, you know, speed rack starts my week of, of tales and I, and it starts in the place of most love and friendship and mentorship and, you know, watching a whole new generation just go for it. So that's awesome. Absolutely. Awesome. Can you let our listeners know where they can find you on social channels? Yes. I'm at drinks at six. Uh, so it's D R I N K S A T the number six. Um, so that's most of where you can find me on that handle. Um, you can obviously check us out at Delola on Instagram. Um, so you'll see all the things, but everything's linked through mine. So you can find me too, uh, through there and, and then speed rack, you like I said earlier at speed underscore rack or our website, um, speed-rack.com and find us, find out what's going on, keep up to date. And, you know, it'll be, it'll be a great, great time. It will be. Lynette, I want to thank you so much for coming back as a guest on Served Up. I hope you'll come back again. You are always doing exciting things. And I know that our listeners want to know what you're up to as well as do I. And I also just want to wish you just some great health and a lot of peace. So thank you so much for being on Served Up. Thank you so much, Bridget. Thanks for listening. Served Up is brought to you by Southern Glazers Wine and Spirits. Produced by Zunu.online. Music by We Kill the Lion can be found on Spotify. Make sure to subscribe to be notified of future Served Up episodes. Cheers.